WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. There's a new playground coming to Silver Beach County Park. Speaking to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners today, Berrien County Parks Director Jill Adams said an $850,000 state grant has been awarded to the project. She said the 30-year-old playground equipment now at Silver Beach has served the county well, but it's time for an update. They're also looking at additional improvements to the playground. Some of the aspects we will be including in this new playground is hard surface or safety surface accessibility, ramping some new features that weren't available 30 years ago. There's a lot of exciting things with playgrounds these days. And we'd also like to incorporate some shade. Adam says a lot of kids have made fond memories of the Silver Beach Playground. This playground in 2021, we had 728,000 people come to the park and many of them were children. They enjoy this. My son grew up, he's 13. He grew up on this playground and we're excited to get that replaced and get some new features in there. Adam says the $850,000 grant will pay for most of the work, although the overall project cost would be about a million dollars. The county will pick up the rest. She's been meeting with consultants about the options available for the park, and the public will also be asked for input before any final plan is adopted. The work could begin in the fall. Police are now calling the case of a missing mother of eight in Kalamazoo County a murder investigation. Kalamazoo County Sheriff Richard Fuller says that Heather Kelly went missing December 10th. In the investigation, Heather Kelly's vehicle was found on East Michigan at Sprinkle Road in December of 2022. The vehicle was set on fire, and evidence of blood was found inside the vehicle prior to our discovering the vehicle. Fuller says Kelly's clothing was found nearby. He says a person of interest is in custody, but that person's not being named yet. He says another person or persons may have helped them. Kelly's body has not been found. The federal government is making another pot of broadband expansion grants available to communities around the United States, and Berrien County leaders are looking at how they can ensure some of that money comes to southwest Michigan. Speaking at a meeting of the Berrien County Board of Commissioners today, Commissioner Terry Freeling said $250 million in Robin grants will soon be available with applications being accepted now. And the way that the legislation is written, it is for the ISPs or the Internet service providers to submit that application looking for community support. So, of course, that would be from the county if we wish to draft a formal resolution reiterating our support of broadband for the whole county and connectivity. That would be something that will likely be coming to this board. Freeling said the application window closes March 14th. The county's broadband committee, BCBIT, has scheduled a meeting for February 21st for members to hear directly from ISPs about their broadband plans in the area. She said they'll present maps of their proposals so BCBIT can bring a recommendation back to the full county commission. Michigan Works will hold its next hiring event on March 1st in Benton Harbor. The organization's Michael Mom Premier tells us when employers are asked about their number one concern, they often talk about finding skilled, work-ready talent. That's why Michigan Works held three hiring events last year. We were averaging between those three events about 125 individuals walking through the door. And so that's a really good opportunity for employers and job seekers to connect. We try to make that process as efficient as possible. Mom Premier says the event at the Michigan Works Service Center on West Main on March 1st will feature more than a dozen employers looking to hire now. 
That'll include Corwell Health, K Manufacturing, and the Riverwood Center. So it's not just specific to just manufacturing or just hospitality. We try to have a wide array of employment opportunities for individuals who may have different interests. Mom Premier says Michigan Works surveys employers who take part in the events, and they report finding many employees through them. Those who attend on March 1st are encouraged to take part in job fair readiness workshop that will take place the prior week. That'll cover what to expect, what to wear, resume improvements, and how to be prepared for an interview. We have more information at our website. The Berrien County Road Department's program that pays for the CDL training of new employees is reaping dividends. Speaking to colleagues this morning, Berrien County Commissioner Julie Werfel said the administration committee heard this week from Department Director Mark Heiliger, who reported some good news. Right now, they are eight for eight on the CDL training. So the eight people that they've hired over the last six months since the fair all have passed their CDLs. They have current openings, medium equipment operators, one seasonal and two full-time, a mechanic, a couple of engineers, and they have two offers out to some engineering techs. In other business, Werfel said the road department is looking at making the intersection of Linco Road and Lincoln Avenue a four-way stop. She said if that intersection has just one more crash before May, the change will be made. Werfel noted the intersection is not exactly the safest. The cities of Bangor and Dwajak are among the municipalities to have reached a settlement with the U.S. Attorney's Office over violations of the Americans with Disabilities Act at the rail stations. The U.S. Attorney's Office says under the agreements, the intercity rail stations in Bangor, Dwajak, Holland, Kalamazoo, and Albion will be made accessible to those with disabilities. Over the next three years, each will modify portions of the rail stations and access points, including parking lots, waiting areas, restrooms, and platforms. Dwajak City Manager Kevin Anderson tells us they were required to do some basic maintenance at the station that included adding one more handicapped parking space, adjustments to the restroom faucets, the removal of a barrier in the restroom, and adding some signage. He says it's all minimal work, and the city's glad to make the station more accessible. The agreement goes back about a year, and Anderson says the city only has minor work left to do. And the Boys and Girls Club of Bridgman and Benton Harbor has named their Junior Youths of the Year 14-year-old Samari Adams of Benton Harbor and 11-year-old Annabella Washington of Bridgman earned the honors recently. One will be named the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Southwest Michigan Junior Youth of the Year on February 16th at the FedEx Youth Campus in Benton Harbor. The Teen Youth of the Year competitions are also getting ready to begin in Benton Harbor and South Haven. The Benton Harbor competition will take place next Wednesday at the Joel Smilo Teen Center, while the South Haven competition will happen next Thursday at South Haven High School. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Speaking aboard Air Force One today, the White House press secretary addressed the president's decision to shoot down a Chinese spy balloon over the weekend and said it sent a strong message to the People's Republic of China. More from ABC's Karen Travers. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Thursday the U.S. sent a clear message to China that the suspected surveillance balloon was a violation of sovereignty and unacceptable, and the Biden administration is considering a response. The U.S. will also explore taking action against PRC ent- entities linked to the PLA. 
that supported the balloon's incursion into U.S. airspace. Jean-Pierre said the U.S. will look at broader efforts to expose and address China's surveillance activities that she said pose a threat to national security and to allies and partners. Make no mistake about it. If China threatens our sovereignty, we will act and protect our country. And that's what he did. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. A Delaware man who threatened a black police officer with a pole attached to a Confederate battle flag as he stormed the U.S. Capitol has been sentenced to three years in prison. Kevin Seafried tearfully apologized for his participation in the January 6, 2021 riot before a U.S. district judge and was sentenced today. Justice Department prosecutors have recommended a prison sentence of five years and ten months for Seafried, a drywall mechanic from Delaware. Seafried and his adult son, Hunter, stormed the Capitol together. House Democrat Angie Craig is recovering today after her office says the Minnesota Congresswoman was assaulted at her Washington, D.C. apartment building early this morning. Morph, maybe she's Justin Finch. Congresswoman Angie Craig's chief of staff says she fought off the attacker who assaulted her in the elevator of her Washington, D.C. apartment building. D.C. police responded to Craig's 911 call, but the suspect fled. Craig's team says she suffered some bruising but is otherwise okay and that there's no evidence the attack was politically motivated. But it comes as Capitol Police Police report threats to Congress members declined by more than 2,000 last year after a record high of 9,625 reported in 2021. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Hundreds of thousands of students who have dropped off of public school rolls since the start of COVID-19 are unaccounted for. An analysis by the Associated Press, Stanford University's big local news project, and Stanford education professor Thomas D. has found 240,000 students in 21 states who have gone missing from schools. They did not move out of state and did not sign up for private school or homeschool. Early in the pandemic, school staff went door-to-door to re-engage kids, but most of those efforts have ended. Dee says the data suggests a need to understand more about the children who aren't in school and how that will affect their development. A surge of migrants at the border has been caused by a false rumor. More from ABC's Alex Stone. Over 500 migrants were stopped in El Paso by U.S. Customs and Border Protection in the span of four hours on Wednesday night. One official telling ABC News it was largely caused by a false rumor that spread in migrant communities about a change in U.S. policy allowing them in. Most of the migrants appeared at a border gate late in the evening. CBP says it wants migrants to know nothing has changed and Title 42 remains in place, allowing migrants to be expelled immediately. Alex Stone, EBC News. This week's earthquake that devastated parts of southeastern Turkey and northern Syria has left an unknown number of orphans. In many cases, extended family members are taking in orphans, but often they're also struggling after their own homes have been destroyed. A Syrian baby whose mother gave birth to her under the rubble before dying will be taken in by her great uncle who is living in a tent with his own household of 11 people. Doctors say it's impossible to know how many children have been orphaned in the continued confusion days after the quake, with the dead and a dwindling number of survivors still being pulled out of the wreckage. Meanwhile, Israel was one of the first countries to dispatch 150 search and rescue personnel to southern Turkey after Monday's powerful 7.8 earthquake devastated the area, extending far into northwest Syria as well. ABC's Jordana Miller has more from Jerusalem. Israel's second humanitarian aid mission landing in southern Turkey. 15 cargo aircraft bringing advanced medical equipment, humanitarian aid, and 250 IDF medical professionals. They'll set up a field hospital to treat some of the estimated 60,000 injured in the quake. Israel's renowned military search and rescue teams have been on the ground since Tuesday. They've pulled 10 survivors from the rubble, including a 65-year-old man and a 12-year-old old boy. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. 
Producers of Spirits have new bragging rights in the age-old whiskey versus beer barroom debate. Figures are showing Spirits surpassed beer for U.S. market share supremacy based on supplier revenues. The Distilled Spirits Council of the United States made the announcement today. The rise to the top was fueled in part by the resurgent cocktail culture, including the popularity of ready-to-drink concoctions. Tequila and American whiskey had strong growth. In 2022, Spirits gained market share for the 13th straight year in the U.S. beverage alcohol market. Its supplier sales reached over 42 percent. Beer was right behind it. And Russian officials are blaming the U.S. for those mysterious leaks that were found in the underwater Nord Stream gas pipelines. More from ABC's Ines David Quatera at the Foreign Desk. Russia's foreign ministry saying the U.S. has questions to answer over its role in explosions detected on the undersea Nord Stream gas pipelines in September. This comes after a report by veteran investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch claimed the U.S. was involved in the explosions, the White House rejecting that assessment, blasting it as complete fiction. Moscow, without providing evidence, has repeatedly blamed the West for the explosions that damaged the two pipelines. Inez Delacuatera, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.